you like that tune? You'll be able to hear it free live tonight. The Rec Laws are part of the exciting events happening today on day one of the 2024 Montana's Briar that is uh, happening in Regina. 18 men's curling teams from around the country competing for the national title. Al Cameron is the Director of Communication and Media Relations for Curling Canada, and he joins me on the line now. Al, thanks for being here. Hey, my pleasure, Evan. So this is I a big event. In the background, by the way, Evan, because I'm right out there on the ice surface and teams are practicing. Okay, well, so, yeah. well, keep that in mind. You're right. You are literally in the middle of it. <laughs> you better believe it. So this brings lots of people from outside the province to the city of Regina, to the province of Saskatchewan. Do we have any idea what the economic impact of the Montana's Briar is for a community? Well, it's big, Evan. I mean, uh, we we typically will quote a figure of, you know, $10 million for for a host city based on hotel rooms and restaurant visits and the like. But I can tell you, two years ago in Lethbridge, uh, Sport Tourism Canada brought out their figure of $16.8 million. So $10 million might be a little bit of an underestimate. So it, it's huge for host cities, and it's a big reason why so many cities are, are bidding to host this event, because there's quantifiable impact on the, on the local economy. I was on the website last night, and I noticed that a lot of the special packages that are for opening weekend, closing weekend, they're actually sold out. But there's still tickets available, right, Al? Yeah, absolutely. Individual draw tickets are certainly available right through to the uh, gold medal game. Now, I'm not going to say that you should sit on that. I'd say if you're a curling fan looking to be part of the closing weekend, you should act quickly because it is filling up fast, which is great. But uh, I'll be honest and say that it's not a surprise. We know what uh, Regina is about. We know how much the city loves uh, big events such as the Montana's Briar and uh, the fact that the response has been so good is is great, but uh, yeah, we're not surprised. This is a great curling city. Al Cameron, the Director of Communication and Media Relations for Curling Canada, who joins me now live from the 2024 Montana's Briar, which day one is today. Again, on the website, which, by the way, is, is a great resource. Anyone wanting to find out what's going on, times, attractions, you name it, it's on the website. But I noticed on there, Al, there's a lot of family activities, youth engagement, is really, I mean, this clearly is geared at cultivating uh, another generation of curling fans. It absolutely is, and and you, you hit right on the head. That you know, as much as this uh, the the Montana's Briar is about what happens on these four sheets of ice here at the Brand Center, there's so much more that goes on that kind of introduces uh, people to the sport. Uh, we have floor curl, for instance, that is going to be on site. That you'll be able to actually try throwing a rock. It won't be on ice, but it'll be on a pretty similar surface to an ice, and it gives you an idea of that uh, that kind of thrill of drawing to the button. And uh, yesterday, for instance, a number of the teams that are participating here actually did some outreach into the local schools and took some floor curl uh, paraphernalia with them and were in gymnasiums with the kids and uh, giving them a try. And it was really cool seeing that uh, players who are at the Montana's Briar are out there doing their part to try and introduce the sport to people who may not have ever seen it before in person. And it's been really cool. And, uh, you know, we're coming off a great week in, in Cal- Calgary at the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts, and these exhibits that, that were there are here with us, and it was a big hit with everybody there. You know, the the, the Briar, every year that it's held, and, and many people have had the opportunity to, to, to go to a few of them, it kind of has its own feel, its own vibe. And that, <laughs> you know, what I'll call now the original 16 patch, which it's been uh, named this year, that is a big part of the vibe that comes with the Briar. 
Well, Evan and I don't normally go in there. I just go in there. <laughs> just to make sure everything's okay. Is that right, Al? I have visited a time or two. I used to be a, a curling writer, actually, for uh, for the Calgary Herald. So, of course, you'd go in there looking for stories. And if you want stories, the original 16 patch is the place to go. But it's going to be uh, absolutely jacked tonight. 4,200 uh, capacity in there. And the rec laws, as you mentioned, playing uh, a concert to kick off this Montana's Briar and uh, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of excitement around here. Looking forward to that show. It's going to be a great night here with the first draw at 6 o'clock, and then everybody will be heading over to that original 16 patch. You know, the one thing that I noticed, I've been to the Briar a couple of times, and the one thing that I always find interesting is maybe unlike any other major Canadian sporting event, the players are just walking around amongst everybody. Like, it's very, very accessible. Brad Gushu could be sitting beside you, for all you know, uh, in there. I think that's kind of a cool part of curling. Yeah, very approachable, the players are. I mean, there's going to be, uh, you know, fans looking for autographs as the players come off the ice, but there will also be access to them in the, that original 16 patch. We have uh, sessions called Up Close and Personal, where they'll be on stage, and our MC Stu Brown will be walking around with a microphone, and you can ask your question that anything you want to a, a Brad Gushu, a Reed Carruthers, a Mike McEwen of Team Saskatchewan. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's one of those places that you don't find in other sports. And, you know, I covered uh, the Canadian Football League, and you're not going to see member of the Saskatchewan Riders, Rough Riders in a, in a bar right next to you, but you can at the original 16 patch. We're chatting with Al Cameron, the Director of Communications and Media Relations for Curling Canada 2024 Montana's Briar. Starts today and happens over the next 10 days. So just before we wrap up here, Al, you know, you mentioned a few of the names. 18 men's curling teams from around the country here competing for this national title and some big names, some well-known names, maybe some newcomers too. I think we're set up for a pretty good week. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we're kind of tallying up how much experience there is in this field. I mean, for the most part, you got uh, 17 teams that uh, all have Briar experience. You got one team, Aaron Sulchinski's team from Alberta, all rookies, uh, but they sent a message by winning the Alberta championship uh, last month. They beat Kevin Cooey in that final, so they certainly have proved that they belong here as well. So you got 18 teams trying to get down into that final six on Friday, and boy, it's going to be a battle to get, make that final six. Team Canada's in action today, right? Day one? They certainly are. Uh, Brad Gushu's team looking to make history here, actually. They've won the last two Briar titles. They're looking to win three in a row, and that's only ever been done once in the amazing history of the uh, the Montana's Briar. Only Randy Furby's team has ever done that, 2001, 2002, 2003. So uh, Team Gushu, Team Canada, they have a chance to match that record. Uh, but there's a lot of work to do between now and uh, and the final on March 10th. Good stuff. Well, Al, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, you were able to focus on the questions without too much distraction in the background. So <laughs> thanks very much for this. We look forward to uh, hearing how successful this this week will go as uh, things move along. Hey, thanks, Evan. Looking forward to seeing everybody down here at the Brand Center. It's going to be a great show. Al Cameron, the Director of Communication and Media Relations for Curling Canada at the 2024 Montana's Briar being hosted in Regina. Team Sask, of course, Mike McEwen and team from the uh, Nutana Curling Club in Saskatoon. They are representing Saskatchewan. They're also in action today. They play Prince Edward Island later today. Jamie and the crew on the Green Zone, no doubt, will be keeping you up to date because they are live at the Briar. They will be broadcasting there this afternoon. And, of course, uh, Jamie loves his curling, so this will be part of the discussion over the next 10 days as this unfolds and we get closer to those exciting playoffs. Uh, Jamie and I will be your guy 
every day, Monday to Friday, the Green Zone at 2 o'clock. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, good afternoon, and thanks so much for joining us today. I hope uh, you were able to catch some of the uh, show this morning. We had lots of great guests. Starting first thing this morning, we had Crown Corporation's Minister Dustin Duncan on about the fact yesterday he shot the video. You remember that video that was on social media in front of the Parliament buildings in Ottawa? The wind is blowing. The rain is falling. And he basically says, I'm here after taking a long walk. Basically, he's kind of playing on what we know Pierre Trudeau did 40 years ago and said, I've made a decision. We will not be remitting the carbon tax to Ottawa, which I think a lot of people speculated the province would do. But in the conversation, I mean, we heard then from the federal government that, okay, fair enough. You're not going to remit the tax. Then you don't get the carbon rebates. But they kind of walked that back last night, knowing that, I mean, the carbon tax that's paid on home heating is just one part of the carbon tax that you and I pay. We pay on gas. We pay on a whole bunch of goods and services have a carbon tax attached to them. So you can't say Saskatchewan people pay nothing when it comes to carbon tax. There's quite a bit that's paid out. And so Minister Duncan talked about he feels as though they kind of walked back their stiff statement that they made originally saying no more rebate checks for Saskatchewan. He thinks that there still will be rebate checks, but I guess we'll we'll see. In terms of what the consequences will be for the province, will it be fines, will it be penalties? I guess yet to be determined. If you missed the interview with Minister Duncan, you can catch it, of course, on our Page, you can go through wherever you get your podcasts as well. There are all of those interviews from the day will be on there as well. Then we chatted with Pastor Robert Pierce from Fairmont Baptist Church in Fairhaven, Saskatoon. So this whole emergency shelter thing is really taking on a bit of a life of its own. It was a big topic of conversation at council this week. In fact, Pastor Robert Pierce was there to speak to it. But the challenge continues to rage on for people in Fairhaven. In fact, the phone lines were lighting up today during bugs and hugs. It was pretty much all emergency shelters. A lot of people frustrated and frustrated with city council in Saskatoon, feeling as though they aren't listening to the challenges that are going on. And then the text line too, Gerald from Battleford texted in, said, I'm listening to all the trouble that's going on with these shelters. Why are the residents allowed to leave all day? Well, It's not a secure facility. It's not something where they're being locked in there. They are there to try and get help, but they are allowed to come and go. And, I mean, I think it's safe to say that it's not all people from inside the shelter that are causing problems outside. Sometimes it's others that come to the shelter, get turned away for whatever reason, and continue to wreak havoc. In some cases, it is people from inside the shelter, and this is, you know, part of the ongoing debate that is happening. I asked Pastor Pierce, too, because there's lots of rumors on social media that he's thinking about running for mayor or politics. He said definitely not mayor, but he is planning on running for Saskatoon Council. So, fair enough. Brought that up today. Uh, A lot of people appreciative of the work that he and others are doing to try and advocate for some change for the people in Fairhaven in Saskatoon. Of course, another big story that we're following today is the fact that our former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney had passed away last night at the age of 84. And the time has also come to thank you, to say goodnight, and au revoir. To all of you, I say in the words of Yeats, think where man's glory 
most begins and ends, and say my glory was that I had such friends. 84 years old, Brian Mulroney passed away. He was Canada's 18th prime minister. And how about my guest? <laughs> love, love that. John Gormley joined me uh, first time since he's been retired. Uh, still kind of in retirement mode. He admitted to me the golf course was calling, but uh, he was able to take some time uh, to join me and uh, to talk about Brian Mulroney because, of course, John Gormley was elected as an MP in 1984, the same election that Brian Mulroney became the Prime Minister of Canada. So for those first four years, they were able to work together and... Uh, John's stories were, were were great. His story about Esther Hazy, he talked about the fact that uh, Mulroney had done a bit of work before he became prime minister where he had to do some cross-Canada travel, and one of his stops was in Esther Hazy. And so no matter what they were talking about, often you would hear Brian Mulroney say, nope, that's not going to go over in Esther Hazy. <laughs> Even if it had nothing to do with Esther Hazy, it was a bit of an ongoing. So, again, if you missed that interview and that chat that I had with John Gormley this morning, uh, you can go back through the website or uh, through a podcast site and uh, grab that as well. Thanks to everybody who uh, who messaged in and, and called in during Bugs and Hugs. I went on a little bit of a rant uh, talking about the Regina Police Service initiating their mandatory alcohol screening. I, do, I just don't think this is the right way to go. I really don't. Uh, even though legally you they can do it, and legally you are obliged to give a breath sample, or you could be charged criminally. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's good optics. I know they're doing it only for the month of March, trying to raise awareness about uh, impaired driving and, and enhanced safety. And by the way, uh, once you do the roadside test and you are proven to be sober, you're rewarded with a gift certificate for a coffee. Uh, SGI and RPS teaming up for this. Two great organizations, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I'm a big fan. I spent most of my adult life at the Regina Police Service. I just feel like this is a step in the wrong direction. But I guess we'll see. We'll see how many how many complaints. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people will be, uh, will be happy to follow along with that. I have my doubts, but maybe we'll see. Well, that is pretty much it for another week. And by the way, uh, I'm not even here Monday. I'm going to turn over the reins to Taylor McPherson. Um, jet setting to, uh, if you can call it that, driving through the wintry, blustery storm to Edmonton for an Oilers game on the weekend with uh, my son, my brother, and my nephew. So uh, as long as the storm doesn't stop us, we're up to Edmonton. We'll watch uh, the Penguins, and I will be back here on Tuesday morning. So Taylor, uh, Taylor McPherson will be your host on Monday. Well, as we always make it to the end of a week, I like to thank those that sit in and give us a hand. Frank Ayler, who is uh, the tech producer of the show. Brando Queering, of course, uh, also tech producer for the show on a weekly basis. Brittany Cafe and Libby Gray, the two producers who constantly are digging up items, finding things to talk about, scheduling guests, all of that very much appreciated. Dallas Dole, Murray Wood on the programming side, and of course you for listening in. Each and every day, we appreciate it right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.